Okay, we are live on Las Vegas Stride Club page. We're recording, and I'm remote. Oh, I got Laura calling, and uh -oh. she's out there somewhere. Hey, Laura, I'm talking to Ted right now. I'm in the lobby overlooking the pool, okay? All right. All right, bye. <laughs> Sorry, lots going That's on. okay. Yeah, because you're, you know, it's interesting. You know, we're both we're both remote. I think this is the first time we've both been remote because yeah. you you really haven't left uh, Las Vegas in the last what year and a half. No, that's right. So this is really the first trip that we've done, and when I am in the hotel lobby, so I need to have my mask on, and that is uh, partly because of the hotel, and also Iron Man is trying to do the right thing and have a safe race, and they've yeah. been very good at trying to keep people spaced out and reminding people to put masks on and I know we're on the verge of going in the right direction but we still need to get there so that's going to end tomorrow as people line up for the swim just so you know <laughs> that's exactly One way or what, the other. that's what they planned at St. George too they had these um green dots uh painted on the ground yeah. where people were supposed to stand that didn't that didn't work well we are actually doing wave starts here where it's not a rolling start Oh, okay. And in the first 50 yards, there's a little channel that they cut out in the coral that you need to get through. And the channel is probably 10, maybe 20 yards wide. So my wave is probably about 150 people. First 50 yards is going to be insane. So and it's a beach how, do you get start. Into the, how do you get into the water then? It's a beach start. So, and it's going to be, fortunately, it gets deep pretty quick. So it's really only going to be four or five steps and then you're diving in. But the problem is everyone's gonna be a, try to be a hero and try to get through that channel quickly. And it's just, it's gonna be a nightmare. Uh, so for, you know, the, the large waves, my wave is pretty large. Now so they your, whole, your whole age group goes at the same time? Yep, yep. Uh, I thought maybe they'd do like staggering within. No, oh man. No, but what they are saying is to seed yourself within your wave. But you, you and I know how well that works <laughs> and it yeah. doesn't. So, but hopefully, you know, people will, will do that. And then uh, we can get through that first, that first 50 yards is just going to be, it's going to be painful. So, well, at least, you know, John, you're, you're one of the strongest swimmers in your age group. So, you know, you should be able to get there yeah. in the, without a lot of uh, problems. You know, if you are kind of a more mid pack swimmer, I think it'd be like, yeah. potentially dangerous with the coral. Am I it, wrong and assuming that yeah it, it can be and uh, you know i checked it out and fortunately the way they you know this hotel here so they did cut into the reef and they cut out a pretty you know square channel in it so it's not sort of banked off so you, it's deep all the way through it but it's just a matter of just getting to the right spot and you're right it's going to be you know fortunately i can i can get out there but you know i i never like starting fast i like to just get into oh. a pace right away so it's going to be interesting. I'm going to have to scope out tomorrow morning which side to start on. And, and then at about 300 yards in, that's where the first turn buoy is. And it has to be a left turn. So it's going to be this mad dash for this first 50 yards, get through the channel. And then you still have to get to that first buoy. that's only 300 yards out. There'll be a little separation at that point. But that first left turn is going to be a little crazy too. The good news is though, with that, with 300, you shouldn't be into the next wave yet of the slow swimmers of the next wave. I, I hope so. That's right. Because I know like historically, like if you go a little bit further, you get to like 500 to the first 
yeah. turn. You start running into the next wave when it was wave yep. starts, and that would be a problem because yep. they'd be kind of bunched up. People might even be hanging on the buoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully you'll have that at least. Yeah, no, that's right. So and 300 yards is pretty good, especially here. There's it's pretty wavy, so I am hoping for I'm hoping for a lot of wind. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that with a smile. I really am I hoping for a lot of wind. <laughs> the wavier, the better. <laughs> so, but it's going to be well, interesting. You know, John, it's interesting. Like we talked a little bit about this before with, you know, the harder conditions making it for almost a better race sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like you feel like, you know, you, you are somebody that trains in the heat and you train in the wind, you know, you, you train in adverse, in adverse conditions and you train in the heat. And, right. you know, so I think that, you know, it's advantageous uh to you and and because you've been doing it for so long as well i think for you it is uh, it's an it's an advantage Mm -hmm. i don't know how you feel about that but i i I feel for you it's an advantage you know i i agree with you uh to a certain extent and one and you and i have said this several times if you can train in vegas you can race anywhere and it's so true the one problem i the reason why i'd never really picked this race to do is because the humidity and the humidity is what sort of kills me but it is what it is and and it you know everyone's got to deal with it but that's the part that uh that i have a harder time with the humidity than even the temperatures you know the temperatures are like you said we get used to a little bit in vegas but um but we don't have any humidity 10 percent's a lot (laughs) yeah it's true it's gonna be a little bit higher here (laughs) yeah but but you also have the advantage of being a little bit you know you're, you're at sea level yeah that's right. And you, you know, you're living at 1800 to 2000 feet. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that is, that's an, also an advantage. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta look at all of the little, the little advantages you can get. Yeah. So talk, talk us, talk us through um, the swim. Uh, you talked to us at the swim start. What's the exit like then? Is it similar or is it? It, it is similar. And what's interesting is uh, hearing some of the race director and, and some of the team talk, they actually are more worried about the congestion coming back in. That's what I was going to worry about yeah. too. Now it, people are a, together. That's right. It's another, it, there's two different channels, one to go out and another channel to come in, but it's the same width, same type of deal. And that one is a little bit shallower. So the tendency for people, there may be a tendency for people to want to stand up and you don't want to stand up on coral. They got no. sea urchins down there. Actually, one of our athletes, Mark, he, he saw a uh, reef shark swimming along there too i gotta say that before laura gets here so she doesn't (laughs) (laughs) pretty harmless shark but yeah i think that uh, with uh you know i don't know how many people are in the race but you know two to two thousand people in the water sharks are going to be long away they're not going to they're not going to want any part of that they're yeah i did almost i swam into a turtle the other day which is well how awesome is that though that that's pretty neat so it's you know the wildlife that Swimming in the ocean is just here in Hawaii is just unreal. It's really, really quite beautiful. But the exit to, to your question, it's another 20 yard channel and, uh, and, and then 50 yards back to the beach. So that could be some congestion. Uh, fortunately, my wave is uh, one of the earlier ones. I think I'm fifth. So I'm not too worried about the exit. Yeah. Now Laura's in the, in the later part. And so I think she's going to end up having a lot to work through a lot of people coming through that channel so that's going to be probably a little harder for her yeah and you never know where you know where the 
where the parabola of, the, of people actually yep. is, right? Mm -hmm. And so, John, do you know uh, how much time is in between each wave? Uh, I should know that. I don't know that. I was just wondering because, you know, it seems to me that they should be, because of this, they should be spreading it out more yeah. than they yeah. maybe normally would. So, yeah, okay. I, I'll, I'll take a look, but it, it's not that long, but it, uh, yeah, because I'm starting 6.48ish, I think it is. So I think they're starting 6.30. So they're probably doing about three minutes between waves. Okay. So, but yeah, we're, we, you know, on the list, uh, I heard 3,000 people, but I think it's 2,000 people. But they also are expecting a lot of no-shows. So I don't know how many people were actually told to start by. Yeah, uh, that'll be, it, I think it'll be really interesting to see how many people didn't make the, didn't yeah. make it. That's right. Because even at St. George, I think they had 3,500 signed up, and I think they end up with 2,500 in the race. Oh, uh, okay. That's that's still a lot of people. So, no, it's still, you're right, it's still a, a bunch. Okay, so um, let's talk about the bike. So first question I have to ask you, John, is did your bike get to Hawaii okay? Uh, reasonably okay. Um, I actually stressed out a little bit this afternoon uh about uh 10 o'clock this morning i said well you know what let me just double check my gears i you know already went for a ride and it seemed okay but it seemed a little sluggish so yeah. i went back out and all of a sudden realized i couldn't get into my 11 cog in the back and so i go back i start fiddling with it and it's all off at that point and it just fried it you know and i've got to drop the bike off at two so quickly call bike shop I couldn't connect my my uh, computer to the bike, so now my stress level is yeah. pretty high, pretty fast. And uh, but fortunately, there's a bike shop here in town, Bike Works. I'd used them before, and I called over, and they said, "Yeah, bring it on by. We'll take a look at it." Took it in, and I told the guy exactly what was going on. I said, "It just won't talk to my computer because I got a Windows 10 computer now, and I actually did not. It's my fault. I did not test out the E2 program talking to my bike." on windows 10 and it's a little bit different they've updated the program so anyways i thought that's what the problem was and right away he pulled out his um derailleur hanger he did <laughs> i was gonna tell you i yeah. guarantee you it's a derailleur hanger and that's he checked it and he said it's off and so he bent it back to straight and he didn't even need to connect it to the computer at that point it shifted on a dime but what's interesting is <clears throat> sorry i had taken my derailleur hanger off when traveling so i must have bent it i told you about that slide i did at one point i, yeah. I laid the bike down and i must have bent it at that point and didn't didn't even realize it i didn't know you took your hanger off see i don't <laughs> take my hanger off i only i take the derailleur off but yeah. i leave the hanger on i took the derailleur off and i took the hanger off this time as well so just the way mm -hmm. the bag was set up i just the hanger is just sitting there exposed and i just didn't like it that way so so the next question i guess I, that i have for you is um did you bring a, se a second derailleur hanger i did not but he was able to straighten it out and it wasn't That's, it wasn't that far i would have been i would have been so nervous because yeah. you know you can break it by by straightening it i know, I know. oh john I was know. the anxiety must have been so I high uh i was i was holding the bike i was holding yeah. the bike and he was working on it and but it was nice, you know, I really had a good sense that he knew exactly what I was doing because he didn't listen to me. Yeah. When I said, I just needed to connect to the computer and check it. And he said, let me check this out first. So it was actually good. 
it, it's so funny because that was the first thing when you said that that I thought was the yeah. was the hanger. Yeah. Well, now, good. I'm glad that that was taken care of. Well, we did have another athlete that's traveling here, Dave. He did have, I think, his wife's during uh, derailer hanger did bend, so he had another one. So he thanked you for suggesting that. And oh, so he, he did. Yeah, so he was prepared, better prepared than I was. <laughs> it's so. funny, like even on my the trip I'm on right now, I've got a spare. Just yeah. you know, because it's it's impossible to get those things quickly. Yeah, right? It'll no. be, it's a three or four day thing, and probably in Hawaii for your no. bike, you, no. you'd be lucky to get it in a week. No, I'm gonna have to order some now. So, and same for Laura's bike too, just to have them. It's just it's you know for the twenty bucks you pay for them, yeah. it's yeah. it's worth it to have a spare. Yeah. And and they're bike specific, so yeah. you have to you have to seek out the right shape and size and yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, well let's talk about the bike and the bike course. So John, this is a part of the Kona course that you've ridden before. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're pretty familiar with this course, right? Yeah, yeah I've I've practiced on it a bit. I've obviously raced on it, and the course doesn't interesting. It doesn't worry me at all because we right. ride in Lake Mead all the time. And, and I really, it's basically Lake Mead. It is basically Lake Mead. It really is North Shore, you know, going out there. It's rolling hills. It, it even has the crosswinds, but we have that in uh, Lake Mead because you come down on those dips and that wind comes through those valleys. And You're it can so really, it can, you can catch you off guard. So um, now the winds can be a little stronger here than what we, well, we do see some strong winds, but. Uh, but we wouldn't ride on those days. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. So, but it doesn't look like the winds are going to be that bad on uh, Saturday tomorrow. Okay. So, oh, so the wind prediction is what, like fifteen? Yeah, ten to maybe fifteen. Uh, okay. it, the thing is, it's swirly, and so, yeah. and but that's a lot like down at Lake Mead too. You you always feel like you're doing a headwind. It never feels like you you catch a tailwind, except for certain sections. And that's what this well, is like. You, you know, you and I have raced enough that you know that it's always 75% headwind and 25% tailwind. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and I think, you know, our, our friends at Flow Wheels, they just say, bike faster. <laughs> and exactly. then it's a headwind. <laughs> it's, it's always a headwind. If you go the fa exactly, if you go fast enough, it's always a, it's always yeah. a headwind. Yeah. So, John, let's talk about your, did you run your best bike splits? I did not because uh, the course is a little bit different than what they've had before. So okay. I, I actually, uh, and... And I'll tell you, um, I'm actually really happy I made it to the start line for this race. I was really uh, struggling last year, and and, uh, and so just getting here is is uh, yeah. one of those victories. And so my goal really is not time dependent uh, tomorrow because it's it's going to be hard to predict anyhow. I haven't raced in a year and a half, so. Yeah. You know, the, the time trials that we did, I wasn't really even doing that well in those. So, you know, my brain may be thinking I'm one place, but my body may actually be in a totally different. So, well, well this will be a good experience then for you because you've never really been like this, have you? No. No, mm -mm. Okay. no I, I'm, uh, I'm a bit heavier right now, and, but uh, and I, I don't really even know where my fitness is. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. So that being said, how do you mark a successful day? No, that's a great question. And my success is all going to be dependent on how my brain reacts to racing. And I really want to uh, race with a purpose. 
and really feel like I'm able to push for that threshold. And if I'm able to do that at the time, whatever the time is, the time is, and uh, I'll walk away feeling uh, accomplished. So uh, I'm really at a loss though for what my, either my, my run, any of the segments, because you know, ocean swim is a little bit different. Uh, it could be somewhere around 30 minutes, but it depends on currents and waves and, uh, and the bike, I'm not sure. Anywhere from 2.30 to three hours, probably. Well, do you have a do you have a plan for the bike as far as your power, yeah. what you're kind of thinking? Yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'll stick around probably 190-ish is what I'm gonna probably do. Uh, maybe at times push it up a little bit, but uh, you know I, I know I pay the price if I go well over 200, so yeah. I just need to be careful with that. But so yeah, I'll, I'll, I hope to end somewhere around 190 and 200 is what uh, what I'm targeting. Because I think you do need to have somewhat of a plan in your head as far as yeah. your power, you know, yeah. like, because you, you, once again, you don't want to go off a field you, 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 too much because you haven't raced in a long time. If you go out and you feel good for the first half hour and you overbike, yeah. then you're paying for it. That's right. Yeah, because you don't, you don't know what, what's going to happen with the wind and the wind can change directions. And so it's going to be, yeah, so you're right. I'll get, plan wise, you know, 190, 200 on the, on the bike, heart rate. When I'm on the run, I'll probably be around 120-ish. Is probably yeah. where I'll be. You know, for, for me, that I know that seems low, but that's just where my, you know, that's where you are. Where my pace is for uh, for a half, so 120 well, to 130. Let's talk about this crazy run course. Um, <laughs> I've I've never came across uh, a run course quite like this. So why don't you describe why I'm why I'm alluding to this craziness? Well, it's the Indian Wells uh, type of course. And a lot, a lot of people have done Indian Wells. It's running on a golf course. And it is, uh, it is a, a unique course. They, they haven't used this course before. So, but they've done on the golf course just a, a different route. We're doing three loops of about four miles. And it's on the uh, golf cart path as well as the grass. So correct me if I'm wrong. Indian Wells was on, only on the golf cart path. Am, am I wrong? Oh, you know, I haven't done the course in Indian Wells, but uh, that may be. I can't so believe the they're having us run on the grass. So Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because I'm 99% sure. I could be wrong when someone can yeah. correct us, but that, that was only cart path. And to me, the unique thing here is running about 30% of the loop on the grass of the yeah. golf course. Yeah. And uh, especially, you know, in Hawaii, where the ground is soft to begin with. Mm -hmm. I can remember back in the day when I used to golf in Hawaii and the huge divots you you would take because the ground is just so soft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to turn into a little bit of a mud pit. I won't be surprised if it, I, with the number of athletes that we have, yeah. I um I won't be surprised if on the third loop it's going to look a little different than the first loop. <laughs> so, yeah. so then, partly, uh, go ahead. I was going to say it's partly why I, I ended up deciding to go with the Hoka um, SX a little stiffer shoe than my training shoe, partly for that reason, because I didn't want to do soft on soft. That was exactly what I was going to ask you. Are you going to go with a firmer shoe? Because yep. I know, I, I think I would go in a firmer shoe because of that. Yep. Yeah. That's it. It's interesting too, because like you can't go into a trail shoe because you have two thirds of it on concrete. Yep. And, right. And, that's and it's, normally we don't have to think about these things so much in, in a triathlon. No, that's right. This is like a, a classic cross country, high school cross country type of, of course. So uh, it'll be interesting. And the hills, you know, there's those 
quick yeah. up and downs. It's not gradual builds. I mean, there's those as well, but it's just these quick, you know, up and down. I do think it'll be, I do think it'll be good for your body. Mm -hmm. right? Other than just being on flat pavement the entire yeah. time, you're, you're having the undulations, you're having the change of terrain, uh, a change of footing. So I'm, I'm thinking that you're going to finish and actually not be so destroyed in your legs as you, as you normally would. What do you think? Oh, let's hope. I, you know, it, for me, the, the, the issue in terms of what pace I can hold will be how I handle the humidity. And yeah. that's going to be, that's the wild card for me is, is, uh, is that specifically. So. so what's your plan for mitigating uh, heat and humidity? So I, uh, I do have my uh, vest um, that I, my uh, hydration vest. I yeah. don't think I'm going to take it, but I do have it in the bag in case uh, I get off the bike and I feel like I'm behind on my hydration, then I'll grab it and then go, because I'm sitting here sweating already. So yeah. we just go, you know, back in Vegas, we sweat. We just don't realize it because it dries so quick. But here um, you sweat and you feel it. So, so do you think that you, the, the, the hydration vest might actually keep you from cooling? That's part of the challenge because, you know, now you're covering up a big part of surface area. But yeah. if I can get ice in it, then that might actually help cool a bit as well. So it's one of those, yeah. I don't know. But now, I, you know, the idea of doing this race was to actually try to set me up for Coeur d'Alene. Right. Uh, and so I was originally just using this race to just sort of plan out for four lane, but then they threw in a whole bunch of Kona slots to throw things off. And now it's they threw like, in Kona slots. They did. Yeah. So it's, I, can I still register and get there? Oh man. I tell you, uh, I'm, I'm trying, I haven't looked at the details all it, because I'm, I'm trying not to have that in my mind. Right. But, how many spots? Do you know how many spots? If that's not uh, too much of the detail. Well, typically in a typical year, I, there's probably one of my age group. Right. This year, there may be three to five in my age group. And so they've dumped quite a few slots in. Again, I haven't gone through the detail. Justin, uh, one of our Vegas athletes, new guy, uh, he's gone through. He actually posted some information, but I just looked at it quickly. and I just but, it goes up, but, it go, but it goes off of the number of starters. And, it does. And race, right. The formula. It won't, right. You won't know until tomorrow afternoon anyways. That's, that's exactly right. And then there's obviously spots for for St. George too. Yes. Now that here's that you're gonna you're gonna find this funny too is that in the typical year you have to choose. Right. You got to do one or the other. This year there's they even asked us when we registered or checked in. They said, "Would you go to St. George if you got a spot?" I said, "Well, if I got a corner spot, I'd take that because well, you could do both." Whoa, yeah. man, uh, this is like, this uh, is crazy talk. But here's the catch-up, is they said there's no deferrals. So if it doesn't right. happen, it's gone. So there's, and, and I get that, you know. Well, at this point, at this point, uh, that's, the, that's the gamble you're, cha you're taking. That's right, that's right. So if you register and it doesn't happen, then you're just out, uh, you know, that, that piece. And I, and I get, you know, it is a business and they are yeah. struggling to stay alive as well, so. But every indication is that both of those races are going to happen. I mean, I think so. Yeah. You know, I, I, well, first of all, for St. George, I can't imagine it not happening because yep. I mean, Utah is very open. Yep. And we already raced there and it was successful. And there was, mm -hmm. you know, I was reading something about there basically was no cases they could um, 
go back to that that race was where people you know got sick so okay. um i can't imagine that not happening and then now you guys are racing there and it may not be the same course yeah right 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 but the truth is they've changed that course many times throughout the history yeah, that's right so yeah um actually on that note of deferrals and crazy stuff happening i got a note today that the itu race in edmonton has been canceled oh no and so i was canceled kind of or postponed canceled oh no and so i was disappointed obviously because i had two, two i was going to do two events and um they did put in one sentence that said the itu is looking for another spot in the world uh to host it oh vegas well i don't know right they've been to vegas for the long course world yeah long that's right um obviously they'd have to have a race director that was willing to do it and that's part of maybe part of the problem in vegas is yeah. this you know, not a local race director but it almost i think would have to be in the united states somewhere yeah. maybe maybe england they've been they, they they've been racing quite a bit there okay um so we'll see what, what ends up happening with that but i was you know i knew i kind of knew it was going to happen but i was kind of you know still disappointed because yeah that race was deferred from last year to, you know, to now. And so, oh, well, we, yeah. you know, it, it is, it is the world we're living in for sure. It's, it's a tough time still. So it, it still is. I mean, look, and we can look at it like you're wearing a mask in a, in an outdoor lobby, right? Yeah. Right. That's right. And I'm here in Montana and nobody seems to care. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's confusing. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully we're, we're headed in the right direction. So exactly, exactly. Well, John, um, I, I'm gonna let you go because I, you, I want you know, number one, I want you to get some rest and not stress too much about uh, about the day tomorrow. I hope you enjoy the day, yeah. uh, enjoy getting back to racing. I'm so excited for you to to be there and to to have an experience. Next week, we'll talk about the race. I, I can't wait to can't wait to talk about it. And um, just yeah, wish you and, and and the whole Las Vegas crew and your wife the the best of the best of luck tomorrow and the best yep. day you could possibly have. Well, thank you. And yes, we've got a big crew here. It's been actually a lot of fun running into them and doing different things with them. And you know, truly, that's part of the fun of this is you know doing it with other people. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it is fun just to go and do the race, but I enjoy just uh, catching up with everyone. So, how many people from the tri club are there? Uh, there's at least 15, if not more, I haven't counted, but I've got them all in the app. So it's quite a few. That's pretty good. Well, it's it's great. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. All All right. right. Well, you keep enjoying your trip and uh, we'll we'll catch up soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.